have have you tried putting a dick butt uh, emoticon lately, John? I have not. Yeah, yeah, we fixed that. <laughs> no, no, because you've made it a far more subtle problem than it used to be. Because it used to just be a dick butt, but now it's a flower, and every time you see the flower, you think to yourself, why is there a flower? Ah, damn it! <laughs> but of he... course it's a flower. <laughs> now I gotta go look. <laughs> so you've, so you've we're, only we're, made me stronger. So we're alluding to we had a custom emoticon for dick butt. We did, yes, and, and it got abused by certain people. We're not going to name th- names here t- tonight, Thomas. <laughs> you are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast, Episode Eleven, recorded Thursday, May nineteenth, twenty sixteen. Today, we're going to talk about our latest SPPHP meetups. PHP Zen co-founder and list for AWS Big Data, the Joel Test, Silex hits version 2.0, PPM, and PHP 7.1, and why do people hate PHP? Let's get started. Hey, Tom. Hey, John. Hey, Eric. What's going on? How's it going? I was telling John, Tom, on the last podcast that... uh, after the last podcast, we forgot to do our little meetup wrap-up that we had seemed to be doing. How was your first meetup up in North County? Um, it went really well. Uh, we had a, a great presenter, uh, and and the presentation was really open to discussion at the end. So we had a fantastic discussion about some uh, quite advanced topics that people seemed to really enjoy. Well, we had a decent meeting downtown. It was an interesting topic. It, it was actually a topic I was I was pretty interested in. I, I had queued it up on the Trello board for a while. I thought I was going to do the talk. Um, I kept saying for years I, I was going to put together a presentation on doing complete development in the cloud, like not having any uh, software installed locally. And essentially the idea was being a full-time developer on a Chromebook. Hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it's doable. Uh, there, there are tools out there now, and the talk that was given at our last meetup just highlighted some of my... It's called Cloud9, which is a real a real nice ID uh, that completely runs in the browser. And um, yeah. I'm, Teresa did a good job explaining it and showing how she uses it, but there were some features lacking. The jump to code wasn't as accurate as I would have liked it to have been. Yeah, and of course, me being me, the first thing I did was try the Vim bindings oh, on it. Of course. It, it wasn't fantastic, so... <laughs> yeah, if but I, I had if it. I, what happens if I type ex- exclamation WQ space question sudo T hyphen dollar sign? Oh, it doesn't handle the dollar sign. Oh, well, this is garbage. <laughs> You're garbage. <laughs> Can I can I at least program it to run a video game inside of the IDE? Just come to the dark side. The Vim bindings are where it's at. <laughs> yeah, it's just hard to know where the Vim bindings are at. I'm going. I'm going to. I need to spend a week without the Vim bindings, like in PHP Storm. Like spend a week in PHP Storm without Vim, because I can't. No. I can't even think shut, about you how even you shut up code. About it. Well, I can't even think how you code without Vim bindings. Anymore. I mean, like, how do you do it? Like, are you constant? Do you have one hand on the mouse the entire time you're coding? No, I use I use 
control arrows and control shift arrows and page up. But and I mean, that, that's just moving the that's just moving up and down. You still have things where you're like highlighting stuff and yeah, shift control arrow moves highlights the next word. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's been I, I can't I can't even fathom not working with them binding. So I I don't know I don't know how it's done without it. Slowly, very slowly. Yeah, in my head, in my <laughs> head, you have one one hand on the mouse the entire time you're coding. But I completely, and I know I'm wrong on that because the whole um, there's a big talk out there on using PHP Storm without only using your keyboard. And I don't think he depends a lot on the Vim bindings in his talk either. I think he talks about using PHP Storm just with your keyboard with all the native uh, mappings enabled. He mentions the Vim bindings, but I don't think that's a piece of his talk. Yeah, but he also doesn't show necessarily moving around code that you're actually typing. It's more of how to get around files and everything. That's true, yeah. It's yeah. He's assuming that you just type correctly from the top down. But our turnout, going back to the, the meetups, our turnout was not bad, considering we only gave, what, a few days' notice of what the topic was going to be. So really trying to get better at that, trying to find yeah, presenters. Yeah, we're, we're doing that with Laravel. We actually scheduled our next talk uh, ahead of time so that on our slides where we say what's going to be the next presentation, it just doesn't say TBD this time. <laughs> Okay, so, so you're not talking about the one coming up next week. You're talking about the one after that. Because... No, but the next the next week one will be interesting too because uh, we've got a special guest for next week's Laravel meetup. I'm so mad at you guys over this one. We're yeah. we're having a we're having a speaker that we've all ha- have anticipated coming to one of the meetups and talking. So, do you want to share the surprise? Uh, yeah, Snipey Head. Snipey Head, who is now back in San Diego. She's a local again. She. She had moved away for a while, moved to New York, and then realized the terrible mistake she made leaving the beautiful San Diego weather and came back. And we've been trying to get her for SDPHP ever since. She, We're actually not even letting her know that you might be there, John, in hopes that she doesn't. you don't scare her off. Yeah, that's probably smart. I'm, convi- I'm convinced it's you now, not me. I thought <laughs> it was me for the longest time. I thought we had just agreed John wasn't going to be there. I did. I did invite her to pregame, but I don't know if she'll show up to pregame or not. Well, hopefully, she's not one of the twenty-five people that listens to our podcast. Nah, I think we're safe. I'm pretty <laughs> sure we're okay there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we got some news that that's happened between Saturday and today. Yeah. We've uh, well, you, you've got this one: the PHP Pioneer and Zen co-founder. Yeah, yeah. So I thought this was kind of cool. Um, how do you pronounce his name? Gutmans? Andy Gutman? 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 Gutmans? Anyways, he's one of the co-founders of Zen Technology, which, as we all know, is the commercial arm of PHP. Um, <clears throat> there's a, you know, a lot of core people there. They do a lot for the community. When I say commercial, I don't mean that. They're all for profit. They they continue PHP moving along. They they did a lot to get PHP in the enterprise. I remember when I was working for an enterprise company, um, being able to engage Zen and then put sending teams down, helping educate developers. 
They have platforms. Anyways, I can go on and on about Zen. I'm kind of a fan about with Zen. I, I like what they've done. But uh, Gutmans, Gutman, Gutmans. What do you think, John? How do you pronounce it? I'm not getting into this one. Okay, Andy. <laughs> Uh, I guess he is now uh, the general manager of the NoSQL group and part of the AWS data service unit. So I don't know if that speaks to anything about maybe potential, you know, PHP becoming more um, highlighted in the AWS environment. I mean, it's there now. They have some pretty good libraries, but, you know. I don't know. I just thought it was was interesting. It was good to see him continue to, to... expand and i don't know i just thought it was a good story yeah it is and and i i I hope to see some interesting stuff come up right now you know uh, aws sort of treats java as enterprise and php as sort of secondary market stuff uh and it'd be interesting to see if there's going to be some kind of shift away from that and into a, a bigger focus on php yeah yeah that would be cool um next next one i guess is yours thomas yeah so i was reading i read uh the daily wtf not sure if you guys read that at all i don't <laughs> the that now there was for a while on reddit there was php lol which has gone away uh what's the daily wtf uh the daily wtf is is basically just core st- horror stories from coding and oh okay yeah um, and there was a mention of passing the Joel test, which is something I never test. heard of before. New one on me. But I went and looked into it, and it's really good. Um, it's it's written by. Uh, Let me guess, Joel. <laughs> yeah, Joel Splots- Splotsky. Spolsky. Spolsky. I'll jump on uh, that one. All right. Um, and it's actually written in is written in two thousand. Uh, and it's just sort of a quick measure of how good your development environment is. Really? Yeah. Um, so there's he's he's got twelve basic rules to his test. Uh, do you use source control? Can you make a build in one step? Do you make daily builds? Do you have a bug database? Do you fix bugs before writing new code? Do you have an up to date schedule? Do you have a spec? Do programmers have quiet working conditions? <laughs> Do you have the best tools money can buy? Do you have testers? Do new candidates write code during their interview? And do you do hallway usability testing? Okay. And are you supposed to do a scale from 1 to 10 on, on these or what? This They're all simply yes or no questions. Yes or no. Yes or no questions. And 12 is a perfect score. Uh, he claims that 11 is tolerable, but 10 or lower is so serious problem territory. Oh, dear. <laughs> so, so I have some terrible news for us. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, we're in the serious problem territory. Um, I don't know how serious you know the problem is, but it's definitely worth a read to see why each of these individual steps is a a problem solving issue. Uh, most of them are pretty self explanatory, but I most of them are. Um, it, it's it's funny. I, I hadn't realized this was written back in two thousand. I didn't even look at the yeah, date. Yeah, it's quite old. 
And when I read this, I read, do you have a bug database? I'm, I thought to myself, I'm like, how old is this article? A bug database? Who does a bug database anymore? That's because I know I, I haven't seen like Bugzilla or, or any of those sort of dedicated bug tracking databases. I mean, that's what all the ticket systems are. Yeah. Just, I, guess, I guess so. Yeah. It's just how they're used. Yeah. I haven't heard of it referred to as bug database in a while. Yeah. But I, I saw this in reference to how to evaluate whether or not you're going to like a new job that you've got. You know, when you started <laughs> when you started a new company, you can run this test real quick and find out whether or not it's gonna be a terrible situation or not. And and But you've already started at the company it's- or you you know, these are the kinds of things you can ask during an interview. <laughs> you can God damn it. Th- Thomas, at that point you you're just like the rest of us. You just put your he- head in the sand and keep coding, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> this is my life now. This is it, yeah. This is where you're at. Yeah, so we'll throw that into the show notes because uh, I think that's an interesting uh read. Uh, and, yeah, you, 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 you bring up a good point. I mean, you bring up a great point, actually, is whenever you go for a job interview, it's always challenging to figure out what you as the interviewee should be asking. And reading through this, you can kind of get some good ideas, probably some really good questions to ask potential employers. Yeah, and and when an employer is is asking you, do you have any questions for us, that's part of the interview questions that they ask you. If you don't have any questions for them, that's a negative tick on the should we hire this person sheet because they want you to show that level of engagement to have questions that that need to be answered. Exactly. Um, And some employers will leave out pertinent information to see if you're actually interested in the job uh, later on. So it's definitely the kind of thing that you want to read up on before interviewing. I'm not a fan of number 12. Do you do hallway usability testing? doesn't work quite as well for remote workers. <laughs> no, but we do it on Slack. Grayson, come here. I want you to do... I got to talk to you about something. <laughs> Two years old. I don't want to hear excuses. I want to hear bugs getting fixed. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand on my soapbox again because I think we probably use Slack better than most teams use Slack. I can't explain to you how happy it makes me feel to see everybody in there from our teams working on all their different projects, constantly talking. Uh, just the other, just yesterday, I think I, I had run into a problem and, and I just went into Slack and said, everybody, I'm having this issue. Help me. And that was today. You know, was that today? No, yeah. That was today. <laughs> and it was probably yesterday too. I, I, I kind of do it on a pretty regular basis, but it is, it's just, I'm just so happy with, the, the Slack tool itself. I mean, Slack as a, as the software, I don't know. It's a good workflow for me. I, I feel like it's really working. I know it, John has talked about it being distracting in the past, and I can I can totally see that. But it's it makes me feel good as a remote worker because, like you said, it's, it's the closest we get to just hanging out with each other. Yeah. It's definitely distracting when, you, when people start throwing dick butts into the room. Yeah, somebody turned those off, so thanks. <laughs> have, have you tried putting a dick butt uh, emoticon lately, John? I have not. 
Yeah, yeah, we fixed that. Did you? No, but no, because he, he, you've made it a far more subtle problem than it used to be. Because it used to just be a dick butt, but now it's a flower, and every time you see the flower, you think to yourself, why is there a flower? Ah, damn it! But of he, course uh, it's a flower. Now I gotta go look. Yeah, so You've, so you've we're, only we're, made me stronger. So we're alluding to we had a custom emoticon for dick butt. We did, yes. And, and it got abused by certain people. We're not going to name t- names here t- tonight, Thomas. <laughs> it's not just the emoticon that he used. It was. It's like every link he puts up there is like, should I click on this? How's it going to end? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, we've all gotten pretty wise with that one. Well, you try to. I've, I've gotten very creative. <laughs> Several of my most recent videos have had a dick butt in the background, and you guys just haven't noticed. Oh, you're a dick butt. I yep. swear. <laughs> I'm just casually influencing you guys. I just had to jump into Slack and try it out. It's a nice yeah. little sunflower. It's a cute little flower. It's a cute little flower. Uh, All right. So that's the Joel test. I do recommend people go check it out. And um, I'll I'll have to start hitting up daily WTF as well. That's looks fun. Yeah, and I like the fact that you you brought up using it as an employee looking to, uh, going to an interview, using it that way as well. Yeah, that, that was it. That was a good spin. Do any of you guys remember? To, I don't know if it's still a thing here. Uh, it made me think of it when I this WTF daily WTF. It was called. Um, uh, bastard operating system from, from hell. hell? No. Bastard operator from hell. Yeah. Best. Is that still a thing? Do you know what his assistant was named? No. PFY. PFY. That's where. What? That's... Yes. Is that where? Is that where you get your PFY? Yes. From? That's awesome. Yeah. In '99, I was a junior system admin at my first ever tech job, and all I did was read bastard operator from hell i i used to love that man it's 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 a dark place (laughs) it's it's a very dark story (laughs) oh yeah there he is right there there's some there's some old posts i I don't know if it's still a thing pfy so that's where you get pfy from that's where i get pfy from that's that's awesome glad i I figured that out yeah once i realized that in several of the stories he was legitimately murdering users. Uh, I realized he might not be the best idol, but still, I've stuck with it now for seventeen years. But it was, but it was legitimate, so it's okay. Yeah. Well, and users are not supposed to unplug or plug in their computers. That's just the way it is. That's you the way known it better. is. So we've got. We've got some more news. We've got some framework news. Um, framework from news. We like framework news from Symphony. Let's hear it. Yeah. So Silex has hit version two point Cool. So what's the what's the relationship between Silex and the full fledged Symphony framework where it's hit two point and so Silex is the the micro framework um, or skeleton framework uh, for Symphony. So it, it's the roughest support for including Symphony components, but not automatically including Symphony components. Hmm. Uh, and it's fast. I mean, that's that's the key deal, is that Symphony is the full framework. It's a massive, slow beast. 
and Silex is nice and quick and micro. Have you uh, used uh, Silex for anything? Uh, I haven't used Silex, but there is some Silex in Laravel, so we've all sort of used Silex a little bit. Um, what do you mean there's Silex in Laravel? There, What's this craziness? There is. There's vendor stuff. If you if you go into vendor on Laravel, there is uh, Symphony framework, Silex framework stuff. I did not know that. Cool. So the funny thing is, we may not even need Silex anymore. Why? Why would you say such a thing? Because there's a, a new proposal for uh, PHP 7.1 to include PPM. Now, don't ask me what that stands for because I don't have it in front of me anymore. <laughs> PPM. Uh, PHP well, I PM. Bet you, I, I bet you. Yeah, I bet you that stands for something like. PHP Scroll process manager, process manager, <laughs> PHP probably or something. I'm just guessing. Goddamn scroll. <laughs> um, no, you will. You will still need a framework. Yeah, uh, with yeah. with PPM. Um, but this is a rabbit hole that I've been going down very heavily lately, and all of a sudden the news pops up that this might be an integrated function of PHP itself. So going down that rabbit hole, meaning you've been trying to implement something like it. I mean that this came up during the last meetup, the North County meetup. Really? As yeah, as being able to process requests faster than browsers were able to resolve them. So I guess we should back up and explain what. Yeah, I was about to say the PPM I mean, is. Re- reading this, this looks like this is something you would use in lieu of your traditional web servers. Absolutely, um, but it, more than that, you would use this in lieu of a web server at all. This is sort of for multiple fast job handling situations. Um, so the, the, the short of it is that in a framework, bootstrapping is the lengthy process. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've got your code optimized and things are running well, then the part that's slow should be or is your bootstrap. Um, Symphony is a slow framework because its bootstrap process is very long. Uh, Laravel is slower than, uh, uh, what's the name of their micro framework? Lumen. Lumen, right. Laravel is slower than Lumen because Lumen has less to bootstrap. So the idea here is to load the bootstrap in memory and execute multiple requests against it. Don't unload the bootstrap when you're done processing a request. Just clear your garbage and run it again. Mm. Uh, And our speaker discussion last week uh, revolved around handling uh, jobs and a user at the meetup who had written a system using this to handle, you know, several thousand jobs per second, whereas previously it was running several hundred per second. Really? Wow. Yeah. Um, He was saying that there were situations where the HTTP request would write the job and then return the response to the web client that a job had been queued. But by the time that that rendered on the client's page, the job had actually already finished executing. That's, that's how fast this executes. I tell you the, the graph they have on the GitHub page is pretty impressive I think it's funny that they they include Nginx, PPM, 
and then PHP Artisan Surf. You got to show the low end. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's an interesting concept. Uh, the, the thing that, that it had, had attracted me to it was the fact that it was based off React PHP, which I'm a fan of. I, yeah. I've done talks on React PHP in the past and thought it was... It, I always thought that more should have come from that project than than was coming out of that project. And it looks like this might be it. Uh, impressive. Yeah, I mean, the the graph here, it shows the example of Laravel 5 base, which is just Hello World. When you install Laravel, there's a Hello World app. And running it on Nginx running FPM, uh, you've got roughly 950... Wow, that's a weirdly placed comma. That is an oddly placed comma. They all are actually. Uh, well, they're, they're like, maybe it's two different numbers. Uh, they, oh, I, I believe oh, they're not using yeah. they're not using periods, right? They're using commas instead. Yeah, so I believe that's nine hundred and fifty four requests per second or per per loop that it was running, uh, and that when you run it through PPM was instantly upgraded to uh, twenty seven hundred requests so almost almost triple the performance um and that's on that's on 10 concurrent uh services running um 20 but is this so what is it actually caching because if like back in the day i tried using persistent database connections to speed things up and that always caused a nightmare so is it something like that where it's chinese persistent databases and storing the objects it's trying to use persistent namespacing, persistent object instantiation, IOC, uh, routing tables. Uh, it's all the stuff that would be read off of file on disk and then loaded and handled before a request even gets to the framework. Right. The I, think, I think that's the key point to what Thomas was saying earlier is that it just loads it all in memory. Right. It it loads it and runs it in memory. So it's it's not just that the files have been moved to a memory disk in any way. It's that the files have actually been executed as a bootstrap, and then there's a for loop or a, sorry a while loop that's just waiting for requests to come in, hmm. and you throw requests at it as fast as you want to. That's interesting. Now it's built on React, and React is the the framework that fundamentally makes this possible. Um, but PPM is a framework around React that handles uh, garbage collection, killing processes and restarting them, uh, making sure that the number of workers is always correct, making sure that routes are getting, or that uh, that requests are getting routed to the correct worker that has an available process. So it's, it is it is to React what Homestead is to Vagrant. Yeah. Might have to, might have to set some time aside to play with this, because this could be helpful, especially... Especially when you're doing, you're trying to create these really quick API endpoints. Uh, this seems like a real good fit for that. Yeah, this this is definitely uh, great for API endpoints, jobs, anything that you need to happen quickly and simple. Right. So not like your standard web application. No, I don't think I'd want to host pages off of something like this, but I, I definitely would want to run jobs like this. So we'll make sure we get uh, get that link in the show notes. Yeah, so the, the news on this is while I was doing all this research, uh, it was announced that PHP 7.1 might implement this 
as one of the core functionalities of PHP. Um, I, it's a nice long presentation that I have not taken the time to listen to yet. Yeah. Uh, so would this be in place of the built-in web server, or do you think the built-in web server stays there and this becomes just another command? I, I think this just becomes another command. I think this is something that the language would fundamentally support. So you would say, create my loop here, and then that's where you start the functionality that would handle this type of request. Uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you, it wouldn't, couldn't replace the, the current one that people are using for development. That uh, that built-in web server saved my bacon this week. I, I don't know why. I was telling John earlier in the week I was working on a project, and all of a sudden my PHP artisan started giving me like a, a, a end of file error when I'm running in. I thought there was a problem with my code. I kept going through my code. I reached out to John. Uh, John did some pair programming with me to see if he could see what was what was causing it, and couldn't figure out why the PHP artisan serve command kept complaining about this illegal end of end, EOL. EOF. It was end EOF. of file. It was end of file, okay. And uh, just because I don't even know why I thought to do it, I spun up the built-in PHP web server, and it started serving up my application perfectly fine, no issues. I... I still to this day don't know why the artisan command, uh, the artisan serve command, uh, doesn't serve up the the site, but it works. It works in produ- or not production yet. Production for no. but works in staging. So it works with Nginx when I deployed it to a server. So I, I was happy there. <clears throat> oh, now now you might have something much better to deal with. Yeah, yeah. I'm all about the APIs and making them quicker, so that. That will be fun to fun to look at and fun to follow. So we'll be keeping a close eye on it. I want to bring up one more thing before we we close out today. Sure. Uh, hating on PHP. Okay, let's talk about hating on PHP. Now it's it's a hobby for a lot of uh, we'll call them Ruby developers. It's a freaking pastime of Ruby developers. Yeah. The, you know, that hobby. <laughs> hating on PHP. Is, is definitely a, a hobby of a lot of people. And I, I always try to stay away from it because it doesn't frustrate me or annoy me or anything. It's just pointless. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's, it's just flapping lips. But I, I caught it today. I caught some of it today. And it always strikes me every single time that the points that are being made are absolutely ancient. Yeah. I mean, just archaic stuff um you know one of the big gripes that i saw was that mysql escape string versus mysql real escape string they were saying well in php they screwed up mysql escape string but they wanted to support backwards compatibility so they just fixed it by creating a new method called mysql real escape string and that has been completely deprecated no longer a real thing MySQL functions are not used. It, it's just such a pointless thing to even bring up. I mean, that's that's like saying why I hate C++ and bringing up the very, very first version of the Borland compiler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's not. It's just completely irrelevant to the situation. Yeah, uh, I've I've probably for the last for the last year or so have you know 
taken the stance of if you haven't used PHP in the last year, we don't have anything to, to, to discuss. And I think moving forward, my argument is going to be if you haven't used PHP 7, we don't really have anything to discuss. Come yep. to me with these arguments after you've used PHP 7. Let me know what your dislikes are then because so much of this stuff is out of date that you're talking about. It's you know not even worth having a conversation about. And I'm totally willing to sit there and read a PHP hate thread if the complaints are relevant. Mm-hmm. If they're saying something that could change the engine for the better, absolutely, I'll listen to it. But if you're talking about things that have been changed in register the last four or... years, yeah, re- yeah. yeah. PHP is insecure because <laughs> register globals. Uh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Magic you quotes. Have no idea. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's ridiculous. It's yeah, I struggle. I don't. I, I used to enjoy those conversations. If, if you want to call them conversations, but I, I've kind of gotten over it. I, I, I've kind of lost the point of it. It's like, why, why are we having this debate? Are you, are you thinking you're going to convert me? You know, most of the web still runs off PHP, so you can complain all you want about it if you want to be able. I, I can tell you right now, speaking firsthand, if you're a good PHP developer, at least here in San Diego, you've got a job. Because we've been looking for the good PHP developers for our company to fill some roles. And there aren't a whole lot out there. Everybody's yeah. pretty gainfully employed and happy where they're at and making good money. Yeah, the the thing I hate about PHP most is that I don't know what to do with all this damn money. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just piling up around me. I, God, it's annoying. <laughs> I tried to roll my chair back the other day, ran into a whole stack, knocked it over, killed a hamster. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> yeah. uh, PHP hate is fine if you're being productive. Why do you have hamsters just running around your apartment? I, I want to know. Why don't Why you? That That's a real you, question. <laughs> you already know that I have pet cockroaches. So don't even ask about the hamsters. <laughs> Because my wow, my this just took a whole weird weird turn. My father-in-law thought it would be hilarious to buy Madagascar hissing cockroaches oh, for my children. I remember yeah, this story. That's right. Yes, and oh, he laughed. <laughs> and boy, my my oldest son just got immediately attached to his fantastic mindless pests. So we cannot just kill them. We you have still to make have it them. Look huh? like an accident. You still have the cockroaches, eh? Yeah, yeah. And they hiss. Are they, are they loud? Oh yeah, yeah. That would that would terrify me. Yeah. So, thanks, Grandpa. Well, I guess I have uh, I have a talk to put together for our meetup on next week. I'm looking forward to it. I don't think we ever talked about what we're going to talk about. I'm doing. I'm doing a talk. What what am I doing? Envoyer, right? No, no valet. No, valet. <laughs> I really Which, should try to put something together. This should be interesting because valet does use PHP artisan serve. So hopefully you can get that fixed up before <laughs> our meetup. Well, I, I'm, I'm starting to think maybe I shouldn't even work on the talk until like Monday night because they're like doing a new release every couple of days with like new features and all of this. It's it's a tough little project to keep keep on top of yeah taylor is a fickle creature (laughs) well once he starts working on something he kind of keeps going down that path 
And then uh, Snipey Head, she's going to be doing a talk on auth, the auth service provider. I'm looking forward to that. I guess she said she's been doing a lot of work with it lately, so she has a lot to, lot to talk about. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and she got an early taste of our community by asking on the uh, meetup page if anyone had any questions about the auth system in Laravel and, and received literally zero response. No, nobody nobody no, replied. Not a single person. Everyone... <laughs> Everyone went read it and went, huh? Ah, I'm sure she'll cover it. <laughs> I thought about throwing something up there just to put something there for her. You know, you probably should. That would be nice. I don't want to scare her off. You told me I'd scare her if I said anything. I'm not even allowed to look at her, look her in the eye at the meetup. <laughs> when when we have presentations, I do like to have you know back pocket questions for that question and answer period because it, it can be hard for some of our attendees to speak up first. Yeah. And I like to, you know, I like to get the conversation rolling with kind of a slow pitch. Yeah. Uh, I, I always, not always, I often tell presenters, especially if they tell me up front that they're nervous, that I'm going to do that as well. You know, we're here to support you. Nobody's here to make fun of you. You know, we just want you to share what you know, what you've learned. And well, see, I like, to, I like to keep them on their toes. Whoa. I tell them I've got a very, very difficult question for them, and <laughs> and I don't prep them for it at all. <laughs> that way the softball comes as a surprise. There you go. All right, guys. Well, I have an early morning push to production tomorrow, so I'm... I think I'm going to call it a call it a night. I had an early morning this morning, so I don't want to hear about your early morning tomorrow. What was your early I, morning this morning? I was up at 4:45 because I had to be to the disc golf course Why? bright and early. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, well, that's that's rough. I got my that's... round done by 6:40. I was at work by seven. Can't talk now. Got a date with a frisbee. Yep. Yeah, that's so tough. Yeah. You keep saying you're going to come join pressure. me. I will. Kids are kids are almost out of school. Dang. Why would you say you're going to come with him? He does it at four thirty in the morning. Five thirty. Yeah, not a fan. And, and, and it's not like he does it close either. He goes all the way downtown San Diego. So I'm not I'm not sure what the deal is with that. I'm glad that now he has now that he has a kid. He's he's got to back away from some of his commitments with the PHP meetups, but he can still make his very play- important. He'll play Disc his frisbee box. all the time. Plays with his frisbee all the time. He's, he's got, not, not he's got all the time. He's got kid kid two queued up. So we'll see how how well that. And when that comes, well that there'll be a couple months where I can't do any of this. I got to do it now. Yeah, the second revision is always more feature rich. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. All right. I'll, I'll, I guess uh, we'll call this a night. Yeah, it's been fun. I'm Tom Rideout. I'm John Condon. I'm Eric Van Johnson. Bye. Thank you for listening to the PHP Ugly podcast. PHP Ugly can be found on Twitter at PHP Ugly. You can also follow the host, Tom Rideout, on Twitter at Real Rideout, John Condon on Twitter at John Condon, and myself, Eric Van Johnson, on Twitter at Shokum. That's spelled S H O C M. Notes and links from this episode can be found on GitHub at github.com forward slash phpugly forward slash podcast.